We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome into the DNVR Avalanche Podcast, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boosts every single day. Blaze, Megan Rudo coming to you live as the Avs drop this one to the Buffalo Sabres. Ends up being 4-2. to two. I'm going to be honest, I think the scoreboard made this game a little bit closer than it was. While the Avs did get a large number of shots on goal and held the possession advantage... A lot of that was score effects because they kind of gave this game away from minute one to Buffalo. It just was not a very good performance on the whole from Colorado. Uh, I think you can expect better. I think the Avs should be better at this point. Their lineup is still far from healthy, but their lineup is a lot stronger than it was a week ago. And they can't afford to keep having games like this one. It's not the end of the world. The sky isn't falling. The Avs will be fine. But this game was bad. I guess it's me for the 60-second rundown, isn't it? So let's uh, let's do this. Wrong one. <laughs> Three, two, one. Abs give up a goal in the first minute of the game to the one guy you're trying to contain. If you're going to lose a man, it can't be Tage Thompson. He makes you pay directly on Miko's head. And uh, it was kind of just bad from there. The Avs extremely sloppy all night long. The puck management was terrible. Dare I say the effort level wasn't good enough. Just way too casual with the puck, especially breaking out of their own zone. Uh, That continued to haunt them as they failed on their own power plays throughout the game and ended up giving a, a second goal later in the period to Buffalo on their own power play. Honestly, the rest of the game wasn't that close. The first period was probably the worst of the game. The second period was better for the Avs. There was at least effort there, but the finish just never really came. Eventually, you get into the third period. Buffalo more or less seals the deal at the end of the second, making it 3-0. The Avs get a couple of goals at the end of the game that end up being meaningless, and an empty netter makes it 4-2 final. (laughs) Made it in there. It was a little little tight at the end, but we got (laughs) it it in there. It worked. It worked. Uh, open up the floor to y'all. How did you feel about the first period? Is that just objectively unacceptable from the Avs, or is it something that happens at times? You can't start a game like that. Sorry, like, we talked about you have to limit Tage Thompson to just a few chances here, and the first thing that happens is Miko basically loses him. Sam Gerrard is just misreading what's happening in in front of him. And Tage Thompson is wide open in front of the net. And that didn't happen just once that that was multiple times tonight that had happened, but giving up a goal in the first minute, not good for just again, for the morale of the team. Right. And then first power play from Buffalo, they convert on it. Yep. 
I mean, I don't. I just don't know how you kind of recover from that, just from the emotional side of it, and just trying to get that effort level, because all you're doing is chasing the game from there on out. This is the type of mistake that a fully healthy Avs team might be able to overcome, and you'd still be frustrated by. But because that isn't the situation, it is completely unacceptable because there just isn't a clear way for them to climb back into this, especially with the lineup that they have and the mistakes that were made tonight, like you alluded to, were just process-wise yeah. a lot, a lack of chemistry. Yep. The coordination just wasn't there. It, You just can't do that. There, In hindsight, it certainly feels like this game was almost over before it began for Colorado. And, and yes, they had a good push in the third and all of that, but far too little too late. On the chemistry side, yeah, like, I get it. Erod drops in the lineup. You're looking at a little bit of different lines. I can give them a little bit of a pass in, in that category, but it was more than that, right? Like, there's chemistry, and then there's dudes just clearly looking lost and not knowing where they need to be at times, or simply not executing on very simple plays where it's something as easy as a D-to-D pass in your own zone, and one of you just isn't even close. That's... At an NHL level, just not good enough, right? Abs just need to play better. Yeah. Is certainly in the first period, I think, a pretty big story of this hockey game. And then the other side of the ice, which is a t conversation I'm getting very tired of having, but it's not like the Abs had no chances in this hockey game, right? Through the first two periods, they had opportunities. Pucks weren't going in. It's not even the Udon, the, the guys that you're used to or, or starting to understand maybe they just don't have that finishing ability there. It's guys like Nachushkin. It's guys like Miko who threw the portion of this game where, you know, there was more than 10 minutes left, just weren't finishing their opportunities. I think we kind of saw this coming because outside of the last game where Comfort did actually uh, produce pretty well, it was solely Miko Rantanen, and so that's why I don't like making Charles Houdon a scapegoat is because a lot of this team has been struggling to find offense in the last few games. They've just been able to scrape by, though, with someone like Miko Rantanen stepping up, and I think tonight those shortcomings became really apparent that they are struggling in general to find the back of the net, and it costs them because this isn't a lesser team. This is a Buffalo team that is performing really well right now, and one strength of theirs is blocking shots. And so even though I feel like the effort was there for much of this game for, from the Avs, the execution wasn't, and that's where they fell short. Yeah, I, I think that's pretty clear. And in a vacuum, games like this happen to teams. 100%, I get it. Some nights you just don't have it. I do struggle to give them that pass again right now, though, because of the way things have gone lately. And I understand injuries are something out of their control, but you're looking at a team who I'd like to see a little bit more urgency in sort of ironing out some of those issues. You know, are they, am I panicking about their spot in the standings or anything? No, they're just fine. But you can't have things like this continue to happen to you, especially as you start to get healthy as a roster. You want to see a pretty steady incline in their play, right? This one feels like it started like they're on the up, and then they had kind of a setback tonight. So, When your star players aren't being your star players, it's going to hurt you, and tonight they weren't. I mean, they 
actively were, I would see, say, low-key bad. Makar had a horrible game tonight. I don't think he was that bad at first, and then he started making some crazy bad he, mistakes. But Yes, he, <laughs> he gave the puck over. Yeah. <laughs> that led to a goal, and yeah. then it, it just went downhill from there. Yeah. Still fun in the offensive zone, but yeah. again, and, th- and this is, like Megan kind of said, I'm not blaming the depth tonight. I'm not. The Avs, as an entire team, just did not manage the puck. Oh, yeah. But the execution was horrible. The passing, like you were talking about, like you couldn't put two passes together for most of that game. Yep. It was just bad. And in my opinion, that ultimately falls on your top guys, on your Makars, on your Mikos, while he did score a goal later in the game, even on guys like Nachushkin and Lekkinen. You need a certain caliber of play out of those guys every single night. Certainly right now, if they don't get it, it's really tough for them to be even in the game, right? Yeah. So certainly tough there. Uh, we kind of already talked about the Tage Thompson goal. Second goal for Buffalo coming on that power play. Shot from out high. Tuck just out positions Devon Taves for the rebound and is able to slap it home. Blaze, I guess you're the master of uh, wanting the Avs to defend their net front better. Oh, my. Yes. <laughs> I mean, especially after the first one, but during the power play there, too, like, you're absolutely right. Uh, Taves is on the wrong side of the net. And again, you, you know, that's a rebound that's coming out. Sure. Some of that is on Georgie to be in a better placement where he's not Definitely. giving up that bad of a rebound where it's it it's out of control rebounds like that that lead to goals. Yep. So... It's it's a tough conversation for me because, look, I get it. Perfect positioning for a defenseman and on a penalty kill is impossible. Yeah. Right? There's always going to be someone open. There's gaps, yeah. But that play to me kind of sums up the lack of awareness at times from the Avs on the ice tonight where they, it almost feels like they were just going through the motions of like, all right, I'm supposed to be over here. I'm supposed to be over there. They're not actually using their eyes. They're not actually checking where their man is or where their passing target is, and they're just kind of throwing it to areas. Yeah, It's got to be better. I, I truly think it has to be better. Yeah, I'm not... I mean, on the penalty kill, yes. Like, you absolutely want better. My bigger concern is, like, on five-on-five five hockey, like, I understand the system is there is gaps in front of the net, and that's usually fine, when your defensive core is playing at that top level, when they're not, it creates a lot of empty spots, like right in the baseball diamond for shooting, right? Like we yep. saw it all night. There was a bunch of shots with no one contesting them. Yep. In dangerous areas. Very dangerous. And what was that in the second period? The one that we were talking about, I can't remember who yeah, it was. Late in the second. Yeah. yeah. It, it was basically like, Took a clapper, but he could have just walked in yeah. and dropped the puck into the back of the net. Yep. Megan, something to add? I don't know where to begin. No. <laughs> this felt like a game that you would see in April when the Avs have secured a playoff spot and are just kind of coasting into the... It's yeah. a good way to put that it. That is a good way to put it. The playoffs. And the issue, too, because I kind of alluded to this where I saw effort. Like, this is where the eye test is really important because you do see how effort and pressure was applied at points by Rodriguez, by Miko Rantanen especially, physically trying to generate offense, but it was the decisions that they made with the puck and the mistakes they made that were costly. And 
it's just really hard to break down. Like even on that penalty kill, that first one where they let up a goal, I like the way Nachushkin is playing aggressively on that PK. Yeah, for sure. But it comes down to one out of position slightly at the net front play by Taves that breaks down and it leads to high danger chances against Georgie that make it really hard for him to make that save because the Avs generated more scoring chances Absolutely. and high danger ones at that. But it was the high danger ones that Georgia faced that he couldn't stop and yeah. it just it cost everybody. Well, and that's it's the compounding factors, right? If they don't give up that goal to Tage in the first minute and they give up a power play goal to go down one nothing, you're like, oh, that's not good, but the Avs are okay. It's a power play goal. Those things happen. Yep. It's they were already down one nothing, and then you give up that goal. You're down two nothing. It starts to feel insurmountable. Things just spiral out of control Absolutely. in that scenario. Yeah. So mistakes happen, but you have to limit them. You can't have all the mistakes going on, and <laughs> then well, you lose. That's just the reality of a hockey game. I did want to kind of run through all of the positions here. So let's start with Georgiev tonight. I really don't know how you have a whole lot of problem with him tonight. You look at all three of the non-empty net goals. One of them is one of the best goal scorers in the league all alone in front of him right now. One of them, he makes the initial stop. Sure, maybe you can ask him to control the rebound a little bit better. And then the third one a grade A opportunity from the high slot with a literal perfect shot that I'm still not even sure went into the net. <laughs> I've tried to find more angles of it. Like it definitely does. It's just really hard to find a replay. Yeah. I, again, I know the stats don't look great for him, but if you're Georgiev, you're asking the team in front of him to do a bit of a better job tonight, I think. Yeah. All alone in the home plate area. I mean, it was all night long. They're just, I mean, I think, you know, goaltending can be a team stat as well. And I think tonight that, that really rings true here is the Avs just weren't good enough. Forwards, defensemen, picking up players in the defensive zone was just, it was atrocious tonight. Too many star players made mistakes. Like, they're the types yeah. of mistakes where if one or two of these players make a mistake, you can live and die by that, especially if they can generate offense. But... There are just too many important people who eat up a lot of that ice time that made costly mistakes. And it's hard because it doesn't give Georgiev a complete free pass either. It just makes it hard. Like, even if Georgiev has makes some of those saves, I just don't think goal support was going to happen. Yeah. Yep. It, I think both sides of it were just tough tonight. Makar was not good. Obviously, Taves makes the error on the second goal. That's your top pairing. <laughs> When that pairing is messing up, you're just underwater from the beginning. Yeah. Doesn't get better. Uh, I don't think it matters. Georgiev or Frankie and yeah, I, I think I agree. it's the I it's, agree. It's the same outcome. And it's tough because there were things that McCarr did well. Sure. You know, when you're on the ice, I don't know, I think it was what it broke down to be, but it was I think this is where the wear and tear starts to show a little bit too, that even your top players are imperfect at times because there were things that Miko Rantanen did really well in this game. I'm sure we'll talk about, but it it's just. I I actually agree full stop. I think especially for that top pairing on D, I think you're starting to see him run out of gas a little bit with the, the minutes they've been playing. And, you know, here and there, they got a little bit of time off against Philly. And by time off, I mean they played like 24 minutes instead of 28. Right. It's just... Uh, no human can play that much hockey and keep it at the 
elite tier level. And McCarr's still insanely good. He's still made great plays, yeah. but it's just that that's going to catch up to you eventually. And especially when it's every other night. Yeah. I mean, they're just in that, you know, that schedule right now where it's just one night off, one night off. Yep. And you're playing that many minutes. You don't really get the recuperation it's, yeah, time. It's, it's going to take the toll on the body. And like, and we've seen, you know, Makar has been skipping optional practices for a month now. It's, it's clear he's trying to conserve as much energy as possible, yeah. but eventually you just run out of string to play with, I guess. <laughs> so it's tough there. Uh, we are brought to you by Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNBR. You get eight different kinds on tap down at the bar. And of course, get it at your local liquor store when you use the Breck Beer Locator online at breckbrew.com. You can get in on their Christmas giveaway, the nice list. Make sure you're on it because they're checking it twice. You know how it goes with Santa. Only the good kids get the good stuff. So jump over there, get yourself some Breck Brew. Also brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. Use code DNVR to sign up with a new account today. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their next game, and you get $150 in free bets when they do, which you can then go and spend on whatever you want. Uh, maybe put it to the abs injury bills. I don't know. Help them get back a little bit faster. Or, of course, you know, bet on football, <laughs> basketball, soccer. Some people call that football, too. Who knows? Uh, other crazy sports as well. If you can think of a sport, they probably have it on there for betting. Yes, including turtle racing. <laughs> so it's out there. Hit up DraftKings. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. See the show notes down below for details. And of course, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Here's the good news. I expect the Avs to respond well to this. Their lineup, again, is healthy enough that they should be a competitive team on any given night. And the Avs, when they're put together rarely have two bad games in a row. So we can perhaps expect a good game for the party bus <laughs> coming up on Saturday. Abs, don't let me down on my birthday. All right. Have a good game. There are still a handful of tickets available. If you want to go get them, you can go to the DNVR locker and search takeover. They'll come right up. You can get tickets on both the bus and the game if you'd like, or if you already have tickets to the game, it's just $25 for a ticket on the bus, which includes a ride to and from the bar to get there, as well as a free beer on the bus on the way. So literally paying for itself based on parking costs at Ball Arena and the cost of beer. You're literally saving money doing the party bus with us if you already have a ticket and want to come with might as well jump on the ride and come enjoy my birthday with me it's gonna be fun i don't even know what other facts megan has about me at this point <laughs> i didn't do one today because i wasn't sure how the elvis impersonator one was gonna land <laughs> it's all good with me I'm, <laughs> okay good i'm down uh should be a fun time unlike a significant portion of this hockey game <laughs> Second period was better. And I do want to give the Avs credit. They did do a good job of possession. They did do a good job of generating opportunities for themselves. You can only play the game you're in. It's not like they don't get credit, even if Buffalo was playing a little bit more passive on the back half of this hockey game. But they didn't actually get it over the hump. We can talk about possession all we want. I love advanced statistics. I think they're a very useful stat. If you have 100 Corsi and zero goals... 
you still have zero goals, and that's the stat that matters for winning hockey games. Are you satisfied with the underlying process of this game if you ignore the execution, or does that need some altering as well? I wish I had a better explanation for why some simple things, simple plays, like D to D passing, weren't working tonight, even though they were able to control possession and generate more scoring chances. There were still these really basic things that were not going well, but I can't endorse the process completely because that's part of the process. Agree. Ed. I don't know. You know, some of it is execution, certainly. Sometimes you make bad plays with the puck. But looking at the errors in some of the plays, some of this felt like people not executing the Avs systems well, which I guess is still execution, but the systems just didn't feel like they were landing tonight. And to the point of some guys looked completely lost out there. And yeah. and I, you know, chemistry exists, but you don't go from knowing the systems to completely forgetting them when one of your line mates changes. So... I struggled to pinpoint and put my finger on exactly what was causing it, but it was not great to me. <laughs> I mean, it's not great either way if you don't score a goal until the very end of the game. Yeah. Like, as the game goes on, like, you know, if the Avs in the second period, while they're playing well, put a, put a goal in, it might have changed the outcome of this game a little bit more because it just takes all that pressure off the end trying to just rush into it. And, you know, you score a goal in the second, you start coming back into it. Because at that point, it would have been, what, 2-1? I guess it depends on when that goal scored. Sure. But you still feel like you're still kind of in that game. Yep. It's... With the Avs' lack of finish, I guess, let me take it this way. Ugo Pekalukanen deserves some credit, played well. How much better did the Avs make him look than he actually played? What was it like 42 shot attempts? It was final? Yeah, on goal, probably. 41 yeah. on goal. And then it was something like 80-something shot attempts. So is that credit tip your cap to the goalie, or is that, hey, need better shots from you guys? I would say need better shots. Some oh, of those 100. we saw just went center mass. Yeah. I mean, if you're looking at his record, too, right? Like, yeah. it seems like, yeah, it seems like if you shoot, yeah, like if you shoot 42 shots on net, it shouldn't be, you know, you're not scoring any goals whatsoever. And this is, this is where you start to see the perfect storm of this game forming, right? Because the world the Avs are in, they just don't have the offensive punch to dig themselves out of holes. If it's a one nothing game, you feel okay. Even if they could have gotten it back to 2-1, you maybe feel okay. But chance after chance goes by. Puck's just not going in for him. This really feels like a game where you're really missing Landy and yeah. what he brings to yeah, this team. Some steadiness. Which, well, and even that just net front presence, right? The guy that's going to go down there, get into the dirty zones, and once Puck's come in there, clean him up. Yep, a, a, a great point. It's not like... The Az were creating some quality rebounds tonight for sure. Yeah. Just weren't really finding them. Weren't bounces no, weren't Buffalo going their way. Yeah, yep. sure. It's and you know again, it felt a little bit like a perfect storm. You start the night with not good defense, 
you never really find the offensive punch that you're looking for until it's pretty much too late in the game. You don't have the bounces. Uh, it's how you lose hockey games. I don't, <laughs> if all those three things happen to you and you win a hockey game, you've done something pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah. Put it that way. Uh, I do want to talk about some positives, though, because this game wasn't all bad. Again, we talked about the, the shot metric numbers. Those were good. Give me a player other than our king of the game who had a solid one tonight. Say, say Charles Hudon. Okay, I mean, no, there are certainly positives. I forgot who we landed on for King of the Game, though. It was between two people. I don't. It wasn't Miko. Okay, there. I mean, there's some positives to derive even from Miko, though. There were some costly mistakes too. Obviously, he is another that uh, gets on the score sheet, which is important. And with that is Valnichushkin, who has assists on both the goals that get scored. Um, yep. It does seem like he is shaking off some rust still, but there are glimmers of hope uh, with Nichushkin. And then Miko continuing to show up, at the very least, is important. It's It was a weird game for Nuke, right? Because he did come through with those two assists. He was critical in at least getting the Avs somewhere close in this hockey game. Also had a good opportunity coming down the left side and shanked it three feet wide of the net from about that six feet away. Yeah, and it was like, whoa. <laughs> that looked like the puck jumped on him, but yeah, that that was like crazy looking. <laughs> Which brings me to Ben Myers. Weird segue, I know. <laughs> but he has a great chance in the net front. I don't know if it was deflected or if his stick got lifted, yeah, but I think he yeah. actually had a good reason for not being able to. Well, and then there was one he sent center mass, but his <laughs> stick also got lifted at a different point. Um, so he had two good net front the chances. The really good one I think was deflected, yeah. Yes, and so... That is where I'm seeing Myers start to look more like the Myers we saw at the end of last year. Um, And he's getting a little bit more trust in these games, too. And so that is another positive that I'm hoping Myers specifically can build upon. Because outside of that, Houdon and Foodie were very limited in their ice time. Myers kind of was elevated in his role individually and played alongside a lot of different guys. Um, And that's where I really think the parts of his game that we come to expect started to show up a little bit more. And that's been building over the last handful of games for Myers. So it's it's good to see someone continue trending positively in, right. a, in a game where not a whole lot did. I thought Ben Rodriguez looked good as the game went on. Yeah, we'll talk about him later. Okay. Uh, defensively, we're going to have this conversation again because we have to have it every game Sam Gerrard is bad. He was bad tonight. He was absolutely There's bad There's no tonight, doubt yeah. about it. Uh, certainly... On the third goal, I don't think there's really any excuse. He's that side's defenseman, and he just gets caught drifting towards the puck. It leaves Darlene wide open. That's that's basically, it was almost a carbon copy of the first goal. I really, mean, with the first goal, at least there was a cutter that, like, dragged him across. But Kind of, but he wasn't even, I don't know. And I, like, I just didn't feel like that was, like, something that you should follow there. I agree. And like, you know, maybe he just really trusted Miko to not get torched for whatever reason. The third one, yeah. I mean, he's just in no man's land on that yeah. one. It's tough, tough sell on me for that. With that being said, <laughs> Sam Gerrard has bad nights. It's fine. Who? I, the Evs can't replace him. Just cut to the chase. If you were to move Sam Gerrard, that becomes 
Andreas Englund on that line or Eric Johnson, I guess, depending on how you want to sort the roster. Eric Johnson's really already kind of doing that role for you at times, given the injuries the abs have. Show me a defenseman that the abs can go out and get that's better than Sam Gerrard right now. And if you can, I will be pretty surprised (laughs) other than one that the abs can't afford. But that's kind of my point. I mean, outside of those two glaring mistakes, he, there were like positives in his game as well. I agree, um, and I I also believe that like without Bo Byram in this lineup, it kind of hinders that lineup. Like like we talked about, you you're still missing multiple defensemen. Yep. So you're again you're asking a lot of minutes from a lot of these players, and I I just don't think it's healthy for anyone. Um, Sam Gerrard. Also made some great exits out of the zone and some good passes throughout the game as well. So, yes, he had two horrible reads, though, that that cost the abs. I also think you end up in a situation, certainly in a game like this, where you go down 2-0 early and it's like, okay, if the abs want to push the puck the right direction, they basically can't play Andreas Englund anymore. So you see these guys get put out in every situation possible. And sometimes doesn't work out. Something you have to live with. It's it's tough because we saw the Avs over the last couple of games kind of cut down on some of those mistakes defensively as a team. I'm mm-hmm. not not just the defenders, but as a whole as a team, they were doing a good job of limiting opportunities, and they really didn't do that great of a job tonight. I think even even outside of the actual goals scored, there were a couple too many high-danger chances given up, even if the Avs did have their own high-danger chances in response. Again, the Avs' current team just doesn't finish well enough to give up that those kind of opportunities with regularity. So either they got to figure out how to score pucks or they got to figure out how to cut down on that. One of the two. Yeah, and breakdowns happen in the defensive zone. For sure. And usually what happens is when you're playing well defensively, somebody picks up that mistake for you. Right. And that's just not happening it, right now. Instead of Miko mistake, Sam mistake. Yeah, not at the same time, <laughs> right. right? Like, it's usually one, and then somebody picks that guy up, you know, yep. and it's it's fine. Yep. It happens. It's hockey. That's always going to happen. It moves so fast in the defensive zone. There's always going to be breakdowns. Uh, We are brought to you by Green Mountain Dental. Sometimes you have breakdowns in your mouth. So (laughs) they'll take care of you. They'll make sure your teeth are looking good when you get a cleaning, x-ray, and exam with them. You get a free Sonicare toothbrush just for taking care of your teeth. And they do a great job of making sure you stay on top of your stuff. They'll send you reminders. They'll get you all set up with your next appointment beforehand. They really just want to make sure you're healthy and doing all the stuff you need to do. So check them out just 15 minutes from downtown Colorado's best family dentist. Also brought to you by Pins and Aces. Uh, Look good, feel good, play good. (laughs) I I don't ever really believe in that, but I do believe in swing juice. And Pins and Aces sells their uh, beer koozie. I think, I don't know. I call it the, the beer ammo holder because it's just a seven holder of beer that you put into your golf bag can bring them onto the course for you. The sleeve. Yeah. Beer sleeve. That's what it is. Thank you. Couldn't think of the word. You can get that for pins and aces. Of course you can get all of their golf apparel 
Hats are absolutely amazing. Everyone loves the DNVR golf hats. They're one of our biggest sellers. So you can go yeah, check Pins awesome. and Aces for more stuff like that. They're the official golf apparel merchandiser of DNVR. So check them out at pinsandaces.com. Use the code DNVR to get 15% off and free shipping with your order. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Do want to give the Avs some credit here. Even after being down 3-0, they did not quit in the third period. They kept fighting. They did ultimately get themselves back in the game, even if you feel like it came a little bit too late, like I personally do. It's not like they just packed it in and went home on this one. First, let's talk about the Miko goal. It's a nice finish from Miko. He manages to actually get the abs on the board. You guys kind of already mentioned it. Val Nachushkin does a lot of the legwork on that goal. Something we're starting to see consistently for the abs is that little leave it play off the boards from their own zone up and out. Is that something the abs can continue to work on or is that something we're going to see teams start scouting a little bit? Well, I think the Avs have been doing this for a while, and it was what brought them a lot of success last season, too. And this is actually in the conversation of Avs and systems and what can they build upon. That is one part that resembled the good Avalanche team that we're used to seeing. <laughs> I think teams do anticipate this, too, at this for point, sure. and that's why there have sometimes been turnovers attempting this play. But this is where I, I begin to see the Avs resemble themselves, and that's why... It's such a hockey cliche, but like stick to the process. We just have to play to our identity. That's where some of that still holds truth because that type of play can work when it's executed right. And I think that's what they did. I'm, I like to see it. I like to see that there's still some hope that they can return to this good avalanche form. The quick transition's awesome, right? And oh, to the sure. break. Yeah. And that only gets better when you get McKinnon back because like he's one of those guys that can just turn those into two on ones like that. But again, Nuke. Great pass as well. Over the defender's stick. Lays yeah, flat. Yep. Patience, yeah. right? Yep. He just yep. waits a split second. Finds the play and makes it work. And I think it really is a great point about playing to your identity because it was pretty obvious when it wasn't working for the Avs tonight, but a play like that one, it just takes one play of the Avs looking like themselves and you go, oh, right, I, I remember why this team <laughs> yes. is really good. Okay, it's fine. Good. Uh Again, they kind of needed to do it before the last 10 minutes of the game. Yeah. Getting down 3 is just tough all the way around. But they get that one. Do struggle, I think, to turn it into more momentum in the right direction. Ultimately get another one with goalie pull time, which brings us to our king of the game. He gets on the board in his first game back. Yes, there was definitely still a little bit of rust there. But Evan Rodriguez... In the long run, definitely going to make this team a better, more comfortable hockey team. Slacker, bring up the king of the game. <clears throat> there you go. Uh huh. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I know it might be a little bit frustrating tonight. I know people were a little bit frustrated with the lack of chemistry because of the jumbled lines and things like that. But on the long-term scale. Erod's going to help this team in the games going forward. So, yeah, he just got better throughout the game too, right? Yep. Like you could see at the beginning of the game, there was some just like crazy weird passes as the game on. He just he got back into that game speed. Uh, you got to feel good for the Avs getting him back. I mean, a few games under his his feet, he's going to be a, a a good addition for this team. Hard it agree. Exceeded my expectation from him individually. <laughs> 
in what I had hoped for his first game back. So that was also a positive. So there you go. Maybe we're finding enough positives that I don't hate this game entirely. Yeah, he went <laughs> six for six face-offs. They dominated that whole like, abs as a whole dominated among the, the shot leaders. I think he was maybe right behind Miko. Oh, that's With, awesome. So, you know, again, you're looking at these numbers and you're going, it feels like the abs are doing some of the things they need to write. And then you watch the game and you go, oh, they're not executing anything very well. Okay. This is bad. There was this <laughs> long stretches of bad stuff. Like even in the first period though, like you watched nuke, he had a few shifts out there where he was just causing issues. Yep. I mean, he great he four two, check and yeah. great four check had two takeaways in one shift. Um, but yeah, it just it just wasn't enough. Well, did, I I have no doubt the players were frustrated too because you make those plays again and again and again and you don't get rewarded for them. That's yeah. got to wear on you mentally a little bit, right? <laughs> so, well, you're just always looking for that break, and the break just never came for the Avs tonight yep. until late later in the game. Yep, it's it's tough, but you got to find a way to power through that. As we as we've stated multiple times. The guys you usually look to for powering through stuff like that, well, that's Nathan McKinnon. So he's not there right now. I do think you could have asked for more out of Miko Ranton tonight. I do. But he did get a goal. He he did what the Avs needed him to do eventually. And the Avs still just came up a little bit short. It happens. I don't have a, a, a ton of other stuff to break down in this game. I know we got one super chat. Then we'll talk to you guys. Anything else you guys want to add? And uh, yeah, two dollars from vaguely sober who says the little brizzy streak comes to an oh, end. Oh no! And it wasn't even technically a streak, was it? I'm trying to remember. I know in the Eagles game for the Teddy Bear toss, they lost. Yeah. So little brizzy, he started off a All little right. cursed. Brizzy's out. Brizzy's out. He's the bad luck. Get him out of here. <laughs> Is it a he? I guess it could be a she bear. Yeah, I don't know actually. Is Brizzy a boy's name or a girl's name? Now we're, we're right back into this conversation. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Naming conversations. A they name? Fair enough. Just, Just like aliens or fairies? <laughs> they are fairies. That's, <laughs> I, that's my, that's the hill I this is my favorite take of the year from DNVR. Aliens or fairies and ghosts and something else. No, like <laughs> Your mind just couldn't comprehend what it was, so you saw what you thought it was. Yeah, here, yeah, here on some ancient alien shit right now. <laughs> How close is that weed shop to this place? Yeah, right. <laughs> 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 I, I might have okay. Sounds like that half baked take. No, it was more complex than that. <laughs> you two take. Yeah. You guys you two take this wherever you want to take it. Or is you as frustrated slash disappointed in this game as I am? Or are you a little bit more positive? Firstly on this game in a vacuum. Are you asking, is it in a vacuum? Right. It's in a vacuum right now. Right now. Just this game. How, are you as frustrated and disappointed as I am in this well, game? Well, you saw me over here. Yeah. I was going to sleep. Yep. I taking was a nap over there. Irritated. Uh it just was not a good game. From top to bottom. Same boat, Megan, or a little more positive? I was more critical of this loss than I have been on maybe any other post game I can think of outside of some Stanley Cup playoff post games. (laughs) 
And a little more weight to those ones. <laughs> well, exactly. And that's why I'm like, this is interesting. I definitely have felt a lot of disappointment in this one and have had more criticisms than usual. But I also think that they can reset and walk away from this game. I'm not even that disappointed in Miko Rantanen's individual play, personally. <laughs> and you're stepping us right into my next question, which is like, as frustrated as we all seem to be with this game in a vacuum, you wake up tomorrow, you still feel pretty okay about this hockey team, yeah? Oh, yeah. After what they did uh, two nights previous. Yep. It, it, it was, it's, it was again, it was execution and effort tonight. Those are the only things that were lacking. Um, I mean, they should have won this game. I don't disagree. And not, not saying that it, the play that they played, they should have won this game. They should have won this game because they're a better team than Buffalo is. And yeah. And again, I think that's part of the reason why you're frustrated with the Avs. It's been a while since you looked at their roster and felt confident in his team. It's been a while since they've had a couple stretches of games where you feel like they're building something. And then they come out and kind of lay an egg tonight for the first two periods at least. Doesn't feel like they continued moving in the right direction. Now, they could come out on Saturday and blow out Nashville 6 nothing, and you're going, oh, God, yeah, <laughs> great, awesome, all right, they're cruising. But we don't have that game to analyze yet. So yep. you're, you're kind of stuck looking at this one and going, you were really hoping this was kind of the end of the doldrums for this Avs team. Now we got to wait at least one more game. We alluded to it in the pregame, but it does add more weight to an already interesting end of this December to yep. win these next few games to yep. include Nashville. So it doesn't mean they can't do it. It just has added a lot more pressure. Yep. Every I mean, loss I, is two points missed. Yeah. I had this as a W for the Avs tonight. Like when you're, you know, you're looking at the rest of the schedule here. You, the Buffalo lover, had this as a W tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I love Buffalo, don't get me wrong, but the Avs are just a better team. Well, look how de-depleted Buffalo was tonight, too, and they have their backup goaltender. It yeah. just yep. was not a good look. And and again, you know, on the underlines, you maybe feel like the Avs took advantage of that with 41 shots on goal. Cool. <laughs> even, even I, who will fight to the death that advanced stats are extremely important, at a certain point, it's like, oh, sick. Where you, did all you got to score goals? Where did all those shots come from, though? They were. Honestly, take a look here. You know the heat map? Yeah, there's some decent quality yeah, there. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, bad. No. yeah, yeah, it's actually not bad at all. Okay. But it wasn't good enough. Yeah, the block shots. It just seemed like every shot was there. Were a lot were of blocks tonight. Blocking, yeah. That's like and twenty-three shots. I was like, how are you going to score in a goalie when you can't <laughs> beat the first get a, yeah, defender? Yeah. You can't get it past a D man. Poor Newhook. That plagued him a lot tonight. <laughs> Hey, I mean, look, maybe that's a win. Buffalo had to take the minimum one injury of this hockey game. It, well, technically, it was before the hockey right. game. Right, we have nothing to do with hours. this. In warm-ups, yeah. crazy. <laughs> but the weird random freak injury, hopefully other teams' problem now. The abs are over that. Did they ever come out and say what happened to Owen Powers? I just injured in warm-ups is all I ever heard. Yeah, that's I all I heard, too. Huh. Anyway, any other final thoughts or are we out of here? All right, let's get on the road. We appreciate all of y'all off tomorrow, but we will be back Saturday. Uh, there will be a pregame and postgame, but we are doing the party bus, so the pregame will be pre-recorded, and the postgame will probably be like an hour or so after the game. 
If you want to tune into those, please do. If you're coming down to the party bus, come have a great time with us. It's going to be an absolute blast. Of course, no watch along because I'll be at the game. So in-person watch along. Nice. Does that count? <laughs> uh, we appreciate all of y'all. There you go. Yeah, yeah, I can do it. Uh, and we will be back on Saturday. Until then, talk to you later.